Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Talking Point, where we talk on issues that matters to you. It is the festive season and it's time to enjoy and indulge in festivities. But we should be moderate consumers, not just in shopping, but predominantly in consumption. Tonight we're speaking about your health and what you should do to maintain good health. With me online, we have none other than Catherine Day. She's a qualified dietitian and she's with many, many accolades. Um, I do say thank you for her for making herself available for this interview this evening and that is on Talking Point. Good evening to you Catherine and welcome to Talking Point. Good evening, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thanks for making yourself available for the interview. Catherine, the, um, I, I've, I, when I look at your uh, credentials and look at your bio, I am flabbergasted that you're not only uh, doing a BSc in medical and honors and degree in both medical and physiological and nutrition but, uh, as a dietitian, but you're also an entrepreneur. Well done to you. Thank you. I must say, um, we, we, it's always a privilege uh, um, embracing and meeting people that are steering and making a difference in the community um, selflessly. And also those people who are making uh, themselves, uh, how can I say, uh, not enriching themselves, but be more self-sustaining. Self and that is what we need for our local economy. So congratulations and kudos to you. Now, Catherine, I'm looking at the Association of Dietics, which is uh, ADSA for South Africa. Can you give me some more information about it? What is it? Yes, so ATSA is a non-profit organization for registered dietitians in South Africa. And the day-to-day -day workings of the organization is run by a passionate group of volunteers, which are all registered dietitians. We serve the interests of dietitians in South Africa and we promote and develop the profession. So what we do essentially is contribute towards achieving optimal nutrition for South Africans. Wonderful. Now, this is in the public interest and in the public health interest, is that correct? Yes, you know, dietitians can work in the public sector, um, but they can also work in many other sectors. So our public sector dietitians do work in community centers and in clinics where we do promote um, communities to eat healthier diets within a community sort of and um, cultural context. But we also do many other things such as protecting and promoting and supporting breastfeeding. Um, and then dietitians can also be found in many other sectors, such as private practice, research-based settings, so working in universities or for the Medical Research Council, or dietitians can also be found in industries, food service management, etc. So what you are saying there is limited opportunities and possibilities for dietitians in our broader spectrum of industry. Yes, definitely. You know, some dietitians are really working out of the box when it comes to um, working in different sectors. For instance, we have a dietitian who um, we jokingly refer to her as the green dietitian because <laughs> what she actually does is she promotes um, sort of um, sustainable eating and works within the environment to make sure that um, whatever the industry is doing within that environment is sustainable. Wonderful. And, and we are looking at always pr promoting green economy and green economy doesn't only just meet industry but also a healthy eating and that's all to do with sustainability now uh, Catherine uh, I believe the ADSA which executive committee was recently elected um, can you give us some more information uh, who are on the board are they dietitians or are they just general public or people of interest into into the dietitian industry 
So the executive committee is made up of a group of registered dietitians who volunteer their time to actually be on the executive committee. So that means we obviously don't get paid because uh, ATSA is a non-profit organization. So all we do, um, all the work we do for ATSA is totally voluntary. And there are dietitians from different spheres um, on our executive committee. So for instance, I'm on the executive committee um, in the communications portfolio and I am in private practice, but I also work in the research setting, um, and then I also work in another setting, which is as a lactation consultant. Wow. Our president, for instance, is um, in the industry setting. So there are many dietitians from different sort of areas on our executive committee. I do say then congratulations and kudos to you, because besides your many accolades, you're also a very busy lady then. And I do apologize if we are taking off your time, because uh, we are there also to promote those people of excellence, even pockets of excellence you are doing quite well on that and I believe you are the communications for the ADSA is that correct Yes, so I deal mainly with communications within um, ADSA. So um, we also have many other portfolios like PR and um, sponsorship and membership, etc. Wonderful. Now, tell me, uh, looking at the Board of Executives, are they um, predominantly in Cape Town or where are they exactly from? Or can you give, give us some idea how many people are on the executive? So there are um, nine individuals who serve on the executive committee. There are two in Cape Town, and then about three or four up in um, Joburg. Then we have one in Northwest at Potch University and another one in KwaZulu-Natal. Then we also have an extended um, a committee where all the different provinces in South Africa have a chairperson who sort of heads up um, the sort of uh, West for instance, the Western Cape Board or the Free State Board. So all the chair ladies in those provinces also contribute towards the working of um, ADSA. Wonderful. So you are really um, encompassing the whole of South Africa, uh, uh, being not only just specific regions, but you're covering each and every facet in, in South Africa to do with dietitians. Now, looking at, can you just clarify for our listeners, what is the role of a dietitian and what do you do? Sure. So we are recognized ex experts in the field of evidence-based nutrition. So we qualify as registered health professionals and then register with the Health Professionals Council of South Africa. To become a dietitian, you actually need to have a minimum qualification of four years, um, which has a built-in honors year in that fourth year. After that, you need to complete a one-year community service year, and then only after that um, do you become registered with the Health Professionals Council. And this ensures that our dietitians are trained in all aspects and fields of nutrition therapy. Wonderful. I do. I do say then, as you, as I said earlier, uh, commendable, commendable. Because when we're looking at uh, dietitians, you are the ones that actually uh, encouraging us and to be more sustainable, not only in the way we are uh, eating, but also in our complete approach on consumption. Now, looking at our consumption, uh, just last week we uh, had an interview with uh, somebody talking about obesity. And she notified us that we have to can uh, soft drinks. What's your thoughts around soft drinks? So ATSA supports international guidelines on sugar and then your sugar-soothed beverages. So when it comes 
Dr. Sugar, at the supports recommendations by the World Health Organization with regards to added sugar, and that should be no more than 5% of your total energy intake. So we're looking at about four to six teaspoons of added sugar a day. Our South African food-based dietary guidelines also state that foods and um, sugar and then obviously drinks that contain sugar should be eaten sparingly. And that can include a range of things like your your sweetened yogurts, your confectionaries, etc. You're listening to Talking Point with me, Yusuf Mali. Online we have Catherine Day. She holds a BSc in Medical Honours degree in both medical physiology and nutrition and a dietetics from the University of Stellenbosch and the University of Cape Town respectively and through correspondence has enrolled for a postgraduate degree in location consultancy at the University of Witzwasserstrand. Now there's a lot of we can talk about just Catherine just alone on an interview let alone talk purpose of the interview this evening which is diet. Now uh, Catherine as we spoke a little bit earlier we spoke to, uh, about soft drinks and how a person should be careful with soft drinks and there was also an article we did last week concentrating on how we need to can soft drinks but there's also or looking at the other side of the the sugary diet when we talk about fruits can you give us some idea on that is the should a person be concerned in having too many, too much fruit so fruit is very important um, part of a healthy diet and fruit does contain sugar but this sugar is in the form of a different type of sugar called fructose and it's not necessarily the same as what we know as sucrose, which is table sugar, because your fruit contains not only the fructose, but also antioxidants and fiber, which is important for health. So we need to be sticking to our um, dietary guidelines, which do state that we um, should be eating at least two to three servings of fruit per day. So the size of the fruit also becomes quite important, and we should be making sure that portion sizes are within recommendations, so that's about a tennis ball size of fruit. But if you are concerned um, with regards to fruit intake and whether you're eating too much or too little, I think it's important that people do seek the help of a registered dietitian. Wonderful, and you are the registered dietitian. Now, looking at, uh, now we're going to focus quickly on you, because we, we have a special program called Build Your Business, which we talk about entrepreneurs and how they are making a difference in the community and our local economy. Now, focusing on you, when have you actually embraced this uh, new challenge of uh, being an entrepreneur? So I started my private practice in uh, 2012. Um, so it's almost, um, you know, it's about three years old now. And I must say, um, starting my own sort of business was quite daunting because um, as a dietitian, you trained in science when you attend university. So you have modules like um, biochemistry and genetics, etc. So I never had, I felt, the same sort of grounding as someone who'd studied um, BCom, etc. So I actually had to learn quite quite a lot about marketing and, um, you know, social media and writing and finances, etc. So definitely was um, quite a challenge, but I'm always up for quite a good challenge. Wonderful. Now when you look at entrepreneurship, a lot of people don't know there's a lot of factors involved. Hello? As you just mentioned now, uh, you're looking at uh, also having to play the uh, master of everything. And that was the, the, the many of the things that uh, you um, also just pointed and alluded to now. Now when you're looking at your entrepreneurship, you have a lot of people that's coming out of, uh, uh, out of university, of college, and saying, look, yeah, I want to, I have my degree, I'm qualified now to do this, but to become an entrepreneur is a complete different ballgame. Is that correct to you? 
So I would definitely not say that it was a walk in the park. Um, it was a challenge. But you know what? If you equip yourself with the right tools and, you know, really make sure that you're getting more information on how to do things properly and maybe some online courses, um, you know, can really help. So, you know, simple things like how to write a business plan or um, how to manage your finances properly or how to draw up a cash flow, etc. Those little things may seem to take time for people, but they really help because they teach someone who doesn't have, you know, maybe um, the skills when they come out of us to be able to do so and to do so in a in an appropriate manner. So what I always sort of think to myself about is, you know, you are your biggest investment because if you are able to invest in yourself and invest in your knowledge, then that results in better service and that at the end of the day sort of translates to word of mouth, which we know is one of the most powerful sort of marketing tools that there is. I agree with you 100%. There's nothing better than the word of mouth because that's the one that either makes you or breaks you. For sure. <laughs> now, Catherine, uh, lastly, um, as, uh, as an entrepreneur now and as a dietitian, what, uh, would you encourage others to uh, also become entrepreneurs and go the same journey that you've been through? Or do you think it's best to first go to a workshop and understand what is necessary to go through as an entrepreneur to build your business? Or do you think it's best to, uh, because not, not all models are, can be taught, some can must have to be practiced and action can only be taken uh, through the understanding of your, your specific environment, your niche. What's your thoughts? So I definitely think some sort of theoretical background does help, but you know what, at the end of the day, um, it's also about that practice. So, you know, how people usually do things, because what textbooks sometimes say doesn't always translate into practice when it comes to business. So what I would recommend is doing some sort of module, if possible, but then also doing some job shadowing or, you know, actually figuring out whether being your own boss actually really works for you. Um, because sometimes the thought of, you know, being your own boss sounds wonderful, but in reality, for some personalities, it actually may not work out. So the best, I would say, is a combination of both um, some job shadowing, some practical experience, and then the theory to back it up. Wonderful. Catherine, if anybody needs a dietitian, are you available? And if you are, can you give us your contact details so that people can contact you so that they can go to a registered uh, dietitian? Yes, so they're welcome to find a dietitian. Um, you can do so on the ADSA website, which is www.adsa.org. And then on um, the landing page of the website, you'll see a little function that says find a dietitian. Um, click on that and you can put uh, your area in, which would, could be Cape Town or whatever it may be, Johannesburg or whatever, and it will find all the dietitians in that area for you. So you actually can visit any registered dietitian which is closest to you. And uh, what I also recommend is maybe, you know, Googling that dietitian and seeing, you know, um, what they all about, what their practice philosophy is about, to see whether, you know, your personalities with any dietitian would gel the most and what kind of advice you're looking for. Wonderful. Now, just ending off, looking at ADSA, which is... It's the Association of Dietetics of South Africa. And how big is the, uh, the registration base or could I say your database of uh, dietitians? So we have about 1,500 members who are part of ADSA. Wonderful. And they are, through, uh, they are throughout the city and throughout the country. Yes, definitely. We are nationwide. And now, for the, as I said, for those people who want to get hold of you personally, how can they do that? 
So um, you can visit my website as well. It's www.catherine, um, so C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, day.co.za, um, or you can also go back to the EDSA website and um, part of the find the dietitian sort of function is um, putting someone's name in there. So you could also just type Catherine Day and that would bring my information up as well. Thanks a lot to you, Catherine. I do say thank you for making yourself available for this interview. I hope you have a wonderful uh, evening further and uh, may you grow from strength to strength and may your business grow from strength to strength. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.